everyone, it's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today we're going to be looking at how to grow spiritually during busy seasons. And with the holidays and a new year starting, I'm sure so many of you can relate to that feeling of just go, go, go. And how do we keep our relationship with Christ strong during seasons like that? It's definitely something that I wrestle with quite a bit in my life, being in full-time ministry, having six kids, having a very busy life, and yet wanting to keep my relationship with Christ as the highest priority. I want to share some practicals with you today that have really helped me continue to grow spiritually even during extremely busy seasons of my life. One of my very favorite quotes from Corey Ten Boom is when she said this, don't pray when you feel like it, rather have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. What great advice when it comes to prayer, because we so often think that prayer is the thing that can be shuffled around and pushed to the side. And well, I can't do it today because I have this going on. And pretty soon we find that a week or two goes by and we really haven't spent any time with the Lord. But when we have this principle in mind that we're going to make an appointment with him and we're going to keep it and guard it, even during busy times, it really helps to make prayer your highest priority. And very often, especially during busy times, prayer isn't going to be what you, quote, feel like doing because you feel like sleeping in or getting extra rest or doing something relaxing or just getting something checked off your list. But when you set a regular appointment with God and honor it whenever possible, now, obviously, if an emergency comes up, that's one thing. But whenever possible, you honor that appointment, no matter what your feelings or your physical body might be telling you, your soul will be benefited. For me, in my current stage of life, usually the best appointment for me to have with the Lord is early in the morning before my kids wake up. And I think that's actually true for a lot of us. It's the one time of day where it's quiet and we won't be interrupted by other things. But it's easy to sort of groan at the thought of setting an appointment with the Lord early in the morning because for most of us, getting up early is not very easy for us. And if you're a mom of young kids, maybe you've been up at night with kids, it's just sometimes not the easiest thing to do. But I love what Elizabeth Elliot said. She said the best time for most people is early morning, not because most of us love jumping out of bed, but because it's the only time of day when we can be fairly sure of not being interrupted and because it is best to commune with God before you commune with people. I love that statement. And she wrote, your attitude toward people will be able to arise out of your life in Christ. Offering to God the first hour of the day is a token of consecration of all of your time. Now, it doesn't have to be early morning, but I love her perspective that getting right with God and making him your first priority and flooding your mind and heart and spirit with heavenly perspective before you even start to interact with other people is such a wonderful way to lay a godly Christ-centered foundation for your day. And even if you look at scripture, there is a high value placed on waking up early, sometimes even before dawn, and giving the first fruits of our day to God in prayer and in worship and in seeking his faith. Here are just a few scriptures. Psalm 63, 1. You are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Psalm 57, 8. Awake my glory. Awake lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. And the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 arises while it is yet night. 
And Jesus himself set for us a very clear example of rising early to seek the Father's face. It says in Mark 1.35, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. There is something so right about getting up early to seek God in prayer. Prayer is so powerful no matter when we do it, but there's something extra powerful about early morning prayer. It's sort of like the ultimate way to deny flesh and deny self from the very beginning of our day, to silence our excuses and yield to the Spirit of God. It's an opportunity to declare with our lives and not just with our lips that Jesus truly is our most important priority. And it gives the Spirit of God, rather than our fleshly desires, the first say. John Bunyan once wrote, He who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him the rest of the day. Personally, I have found this principle to be very true in my own life. If I allow myself to oversleep and miss my time in God's presence, sometimes it can make the whole day feel off. But when I really discipline my body and make my early morning prayer a non-negotiable appointment with the Lord, it's so much easier to walk in the presence of my King for the rest of the day. Jesus said to seek first the kingdom of God, and when we apply this command to our prayer lives by seeking him as our first act of the day, we will often find that every other area of our lives comes into alignment. So whenever possible, I try to get up early to consecrate the first fruits of my day to God by spending time in his word and in prayer. There have definitely been seasons when it was really not possible for me to wake up before my children. Like times when I've been up all night for multiple weeks with a newborn or struggling with a physical issue that really impacted my sleep. And during those times, I've had to come up with creative solutions to make time for prayer. Sometimes I've had someone come to the house first thing in the morning and watch the kids while I get just the basic things done and have a quiet time. There's other times when Eric steps in and manages the morning routine so I can get that much needed time in prayer. And there's other times when I've I've found that time in the afternoon or evening that I can carve out where it's not going to be interrupted and someone else is with my kids. So if it's truly not possible for you to build prayer into your early mornings, or if you're walking through an unusual season where you're really not getting enough sleep and you can't really wake up early, then I encourage you to designate a different time during the day where you can have an appointment with the Lord and keep it and where you can guard against interruptions. The key to a disciplined, thriving prayer life really is regularity, consistency, and commitment. I also think that evenings are another great time to build prayer in quiet times in, even though it's not usually what most of us are, quote, in the mood for at the end of a long day. For me, when I finally get my kids into bed and the house is finally quiet, the thing I feel like doing usually is unwinding with a good book or maybe browsing the internet for some ideas for household decor or projects. And those things aren't always bad, but I've learned that it's also a great opportunity for Eric and I to pray together as a couple or for me to have some time alone with the Lord. It's so wonderful to be able to cast your cares upon Jesus at the end of a day. Maybe there's things that have happened that day that were kind of stressful or concerning to lay those cares at his feet before you go to bed. And if you're married, to take some time to pray with your spouse before the two of you go to bed. And this builds deeper intimacy and spiritual like-mindedness with your spouse, and it strengthens your individual relationship with Christ and makes him the priority of your evening. 
Now, of course, Eric and I also spend time at night reading, talking, doing other things. But when we're purposeful to make prayer our most important nighttime activity, it impacts both our marriage and our spiritual lives. A lot of women ask me, okay, I've got the appointment with the Lord, but how do I structure my prayer time? And what do I do, especially when my thoughts are racing and I'm busy and I'm distracted? I have the appointment, but it's hard to really focus on Christ. There's really no magic formula for prayer and seeking God. And every prayer time is going to really probably look a little different. But here's a really good rule of thumb. Make it all about Jesus instead of all about you. Meditate on his goodness, his faithfulness, his majesty. Praise him for the things that he has done in your life. Thank him for his astounding work of redemption in your soul. Dwell on his amazing promises. Reckon them as fact in your life, no matter what your feelings or your past experience might say. You could listen to worship songs, read scripture, read Christ-centered books, listen to Christ-centered sermons. All of these things can help you turn your gaze to Jesus. Now, it's not wrong to tell God your hopes and fears and dreams and feelings. In fact, as we were saying earlier, it's so important to cast our cares upon him, as it says in 1 Peter. But it's also very easy to spend the majority of our quiet time meditating upon how we feel rather than upon who God is. And really, when we behold the beauty of our King, our own thoughts and feelings and worries start to fade into the background. As we delight in Him, He grants us the desires of our heart, meaning He places His desires within our heart and fulfills them in His own perfect way. And as we turn our eyes to Him and away from ourselves, He fills us all in all, as it says in Ephesians 1.23. So as you turn your gaze to Jesus, as you meditate on who He is, it's amazing how those racing thoughts and those concerns and worries can fade into the background. I also love keeping a prayer journal because it really helps me record the faithfulness of God in my life. And when I'm walking through a season where my faith is really being tested, it's so uplifting to read back over my journal throughout the past years or months and clearly see how many times God has come through for me. So I encourage you to spend some time thinking what tools can assist you in having more effective prayer and quiet times. Can you set aside an area of your house that's quiet and free from distractions or download some uplifting worship music or audio scripture to listen to while you pray and meditate on him? I love listening to Word of Promise, which is an audio version of the Bible, and it really brings scripture to life for me. There are a lot of other audio Bibles that you can download, though. And starting out a prayer time by playing a few of the Psalms from an audio Bible is a great tool to help usher you into the presence of God. So ask God to show you some of the practical things that you can do, not only to guard your daily appointment with him, but also to make that time as powerful and Christ-centered as possible. Even if you aren't able to spend three hours in prayer every day, having that appointment with the Lord, no matter what length of time it is, will really help maintain your intimacy with Jesus Christ. And then look for ways to keep his presence with you throughout the day. When you're driving in your car, can you can you pray instead of just listening to the radio? Can you listen to audio scripture as you're doing work around the house? Can you put worship music in your, your headphones as you're taking a walk or as you're exercising? Look for ways to incorporate the presence of God in the corners of your life, even during busy seasons. 
Here are some things that really help me when I'm really, really busy and it's hard to be able to spend two consistent hours every day or three consistent hours every day in prayer. I love to listen to audio biographies of great Christians of the faith. And there are so many uh, biographies of men and women who have done amazing things for the kingdom of God. And as I listen to their stories and listen to how God dealt with them in different areas of their life, it is so impacting to me personally. And I can glean from their example. I love listening to audio scripture throughout my day because even if I don't have time to spend sitting down reading the Bible for 30 or 40 minutes, I can hear so much scripture throughout my day in my car or around the house. Another thing that I would encourage you to do during extra busy times is not to turn to the distractions of the culture. When we're busy and when we're tired, it's just so easy to want to flop down on the couch and put a movie on instead of really cultivating our relationship with God. Movies are not always wrong, but when we haven't cultivated our relationship with God and we immediately turn to distractions to refuel and refresh us, then our relationship with God is going to suffer. So be guarded against turning to mindless surfing on the internet, spending hours on Facebook, vegging in front of movies. All of these things are going to dull you spiritually, especially if you place them above your time with Jesus Christ. Also look for ways that you can have edifying conversations with people in your life. If you are ministering to people, if you're a mom with kids, if you are around other people like roommates or coworkers, look for ways that you can turn the conversation to something edifying and life-giving and spiritual and encouraging. And look at ways that you can decorate your life with scripture and with truth. Put important scriptures on your bathroom mirror or on your bedside table or on your dashboard in your car and fill your mind with truth all throughout the day. And another thing that has really helped me grow spiritually during busy seasons is to have spiritually rich books that I read right before bed and to read scripture right before bed. So usually what I do is read a book by someone that has really, really inspired me like Amy Carmichael or Hudson Taylor or George Mueller and read what they have written about their own relationship with God and then read something from the word of God so that as I'm falling asleep at night, truth is what's filling my mind and my heart. I hope some of these suggestions have encouraged you for ways that you can grow spiritually and keep Christ in the forefront, even during the busy seasons of the holidays and starting a new year. And if you would like to learn more about how to develop a really powerful relationship with Christ and a powerful, thriving prayer life, I encourage you to join us for our January online course, which is Powerful Praying. And it's available at braveheartedchristian.com. There are four weekly video lessons that you can walk through on your own or with a group. There's a comprehensive course notebook that goes along with this course that has scripture and discussion questions. And this course can really infuse your prayer life with a whole new vision and a whole new spiritual strength. So check that out at braveheartedchristian.com and the other many online courses that we have to deepen your relationship with Christ. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.